Welcome to the Garden of Belonging, a podcast exploring the things that help us belong to ourselves and the things that get in our way. I'm your host, Kim K. Gray, a life coach for good girls and people pleasers, dedicated to helping them know, trust, and courageously share their voices. In this podcast, we will explore topics such as self-knowledge, self-trust, self-acceptance, and self-expression. The world needs our unique gifts. It's time we connect with our inner voice and show up fully as ourselves. Welcome back to the Garden of Belonging podcast. Today, my guest is Olya Kosogova. Olya is an intuitive teacher and artist based in Moscow, Russia. She is super passionate about us all living as our true, eternal, full-size selves. On her journey in life, she has been motivated and led by her intuition, progressively learning to trust it more and more in her personal life, in her physical healing journey, and in finding her professional path in life. I hope you'll enjoy our conversation. Hi, Olia. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Hello. Hello, Kim. Thank you so much for inviting me in here, and um, thank you for this opportunity to co-create something valuable for the world together. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, to start, I wonder if you would just tell us who you are and what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, probably as everybody, I am many things and many passions. Um, I'm an intuitive. I do uh, readings. I love talking about past lives and uh, going in depth to do healing and I consider myself a teacher as well and uh, and I'm an artist who is recovering my own passion back with my art um, so but also I would say that um, I strive to bring healing into this planet and feel healed and loved in the process myself um, so yeah <laughs> something like that <laughs> it's very difficult to, to describe who you are so. yeah yeah it can be because we are so much more than those words yes. that we share yes yes yeah yeah well thank you for sharing that with us so this series is about self-trust and yeah. so what does self-trust mean to you and how has it um, affected your life Self-trust for me is uh, deeply connected with intuition and also it's deeply connected with self-care and with being, um, I'm going to say, faithful to yourself. Like do everything in your um, possibilities to take care of yourself and never betray yourself. And I... I believe that it's um, better to trust yourself and make a mistake mm. than to distrust and then everything turns out okay, but you're left with a feeling of, I did something to myself. So in my own life, um, trusting myself and listening to my intuition has been key, mm. <laughs> which sometimes I believe have angered some members of my family. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but it has been every day, every time I wanted to do something and 
it was kind of tricky or scary to do it or it would involve so much outside change but every time I did it I'm so grateful I did it mm. so for me it's been big it's been it's been what allowed me to come to my work as well because um, I grew up in a, a post-Soviet Union space where you know there is material world there is God somewhere maybe probably and nothing else no invisible world no soul no destiny or heart i mean people were kind around me but not everybody <laughs> not many people would openly talk and explore inside themselves about their soul and um intuition and because i have trusted myself with that over and over and over um, finally arrived at the point where I discovered what, what I meant here to do. It was planning. Yeah. Yeah. So self-trust. Yeah. Big one. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so big, you know, especially with you as an intuitive, you mm -hmm. like your work requires trusting that piece of you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And trusting that that piece is connected to something bigger than I mm. am. Mm-hmm. Because for me, self-trust is not only trust about uh, trust into who we are as personalities or which um, talents maybe we have, but it's trusting into something bigger of mm. what we are, into part of us which is eternal, miraculous, powerful, um, indestructible, and loved so yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. so was there a time in your life when you struggled to trust yourself and what was that like um because i have been preparing for this conversation over several days i have been digging up my memory trying to kind of remember was there like a switch or was there like from not trusting to self-trusting or was there a an event and I kind of feel that I was um, I think I was I have started trusting myself as soon as I was faced with big decisions on my own like um, which education to get like nobody could make the decision in instead of me or should I continue my studies or should I do something else? Like as soon as I had a chance to make my own decisions, I, had, I started relying on them. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's almost a little bit like the decisions were made inside of me by something else besides my own choice. Mm. And my job was, yeah, like to check in. Oh, okay, this decision I have already made. So I would just lean into that. So. Every time I try to think of uh, when did I not trust myself, and I think it's when I had no choice over things. Yeah, yeah. Or, or when I had no space to listen to myself when I was um, smaller, when I was like a child and couldn't uh, create a space for myself. Right now, you know, as an adult, I can always go to the bathroom and do my magic <laughs> of tuning inside there. But as a child, I never kind of had a, like I didn't have um a tool mm -hmm. <laughs> my toolbox that i can create space for myself to listen yeah well that's wow. beautiful because it sounds like self-trust has been such a big part of your life from 
Yeah. From that beginning of when you could, you had the opportunity to check in with yourself. Yeah. Or when I had decisions to make, um, yeah, just for some reason I want to name that, um, that I, like as I was digging up my memory and trying to kind of remember when was the first time I felt my intuition tell me something. And like one moment I clearly remember was when I was around maybe 13 and um, I was in a social situation where um, a girl um, slightly younger than me was complaining to at school, complaining that she doesn't have any friends. And something in my heart, and it wasn't compassion towards her, it was something else. It was like a bigger, something about me, which was like, I need to take a step and feel courageous enough and say, I, I can be a friend. And that's what I did. And, you know, being a friend with that girl led me to many things, including traveling to another country, moving to UK, studying art, coming back. So it's like a lot of things came out of that friendship. Mm, so beautiful. yeah that moment and something inside me just just i don't know it was like a pull it's like a burst of courage in the heart saying move towards her be a friend yeah yeah and it sounds like there was so much so much great that came from that from taking that step and that having that courage yeah, yeah, yeah. to trust that yeah. feeling Yes, and I had no idea what I was getting into, (laughs) but it was a clear, like it was an intuition about what I meant to do for me, that it would be good, Mm -hmm. uh, that it would be important, that it's something, and it's, it's interesting because at the time I was quite shy, so like I wasn't, I mean, I was always friendly and um, curious about people, but it's not like I always could, you know, walk across the room and say hi. to. I want to be your friend, (laughs) right? Yeah. Like I was more kind of timid and and kind of afraid, of course, and you know, teenager. Um, but that was like a clear, clear uh, impulse in me to like be a bit braver here and say I will be a friend. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. So, how do you balance the voices of quote unquote experts with? Mm-hmm your inner voice and your intuition? This question fills me with a lot of passion. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I feel very opinionated around it. (laughs) Um, I go to experts only when I know exactly what I want from them. Otherwise, I only listen to those with whom I resonate. So for most of most of my decision making or anything, I don't ask any experts. <laughs> and um, it's been especially in um, um, it's been especially evident in my life when I was faced with some problems with my health, and it just turned out that the best way was to tune out everyone mm. else and to listen to myself what I need. Um, so. So if I want somebody's opinion, because for example, I don't have a knowledge about something or I don't have like a technical knowledge or medical knowledge, or um, maybe I lack um, an experience in certain area in life, which, you know, there are plenty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
but in, where I don't have experience, I would be quite clear inside of myself of like, why do I want to speak to someone else about this? Like, what's my intention? What, what exactly am I looking to, to receive? Even if it's like reassurance, <laughs> you know, but I kind of, if I'm clear inside myself and I go ask somebody else, then that I am able to, to listen through my own inner voice and inner filter, like more clear, more with less interference. Mm. Um, of course I can always tune in after any kind of conversation or after receiving any kind of information, experts or not. I think I'm a little bit controlling that way, to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to go and connect to you only if I know what I want from you. Like, but there is that piece of maybe protection in, in me um, where protecting, maybe protecting myself from outside voices because we are not really taught to listen to our inside voice. So it's kind of like I compensate a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. And um, another, another tool, another approach would I take um, is that I, like after I have a conversation or after I uh, listen to something, or I think, is like as a voice of an expert sometimes I treat news <laughs> like news online people reporting on what's happening in the world they're experts of what's going on there because I'm not there I don't know what's going on sure so when I, yeah like connect with that and then afterwards I can always go back to myself and like does this feel tr feel true does me connecting to that is helping me do my work on earth like is it inspiring me is it making me feel more empowered and so I kind of yeah I think I'm very filtering everything out <laughs> yeah I love that discernment because there it's easy if you mm -hmm. if you go in without having a clear intention it's easy to get swayed mm -hmm. in a way but if yeah. you're really clear that I'm looking yeah. for assurance or I'm looking for um, information or whatever it is it's yeah. a little bit it's also mm -hmm. just easier to form your query right like if you're knowing yes. exactly what you want you can ask yeah. the right questions too yes you better get yes. what you need from that person or yeah yeah and now uh, I, I want to say that every kind of intention which you have uh, when you go to talk to someone who knows something about the area you're interested in it's like any intention is good like I want to get a different viewpoint on what I think I know so it's fine no problem I want to know more about technicalities of something sure like I want to feel reassured sure I want to feel a human connection no problem I want to I don't know I don't know anything really anything is good like it's it's more of um being like clear on if you really need someone else's opinion <laughs> like sometimes we do sometimes uh but yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and um i think it also comes back to trusting yourself deeply like that i can discern when i need someone else's input or not or if i will be safe okay happy will find my way without that extra opinion yeah yeah mm -hmm. there's a also an idea kind of maybe of resilience there what that um if 
that you can handle whatever comes <laughs> from that. You know, maybe you don't get the the information you wanted or the advice that you wanted, but you can still will shift. Yeah. Yeah, that, that what you need will come anyway, um, simply because you're asking for it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, this self-trust is also deeply possible when you trust something bigger besides just yourself, like something. And I think it's for me, it's not just God. <laughs> just, I'm saying just because like a something, like a separate, something elevated and kind of here, mm. but it's trust in everything. Like that, like the whole universe is, is benevolent, basically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel this idea of like being held, right? No matter what, you are held by yeah. everything. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So related to the idea of experts, um, you know, we live in this age of like science and research and the idea that there's a right way. How do you feel like self-trust fits in with that? Oh, this is another question with which I feel like very, I think this one even is uh, deeply rooted in me, uh, this kind of, um, this theme, because I, in my life, I had an opportunity to learn more about what science is and what it is not. And um, I used to study uh, academical psychology in the university in Moscow. Um, it was a degree program, which I didn't finish. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, I spent three years studying and you know, studying like really well, really in depth. And what I know from that experience is that um, the way science, any science is built, um, it's not able really to grasp things as a whole. It always um, makes things sometimes simpler, which is good, but also it makes things um, fragmented. Mm. And also the way logical theories are built is that, I mean, the way logic works in theories or in, in working with science and hypothesis, is it how you say it? Mm -hmm that you can never prove that something doesn't exist. Because if you haven't met a, I don't know, purple sheep, <laughs> you cannot, you can prove it exists because you, you know, here's a purple sheep. <laughs> right. That it doesn't exist because you cannot have met the whole universe. So in my life, like I really encountered um, how limited scientific knowledge was in those areas which I needed for my happiness and and like as I studied I just noticed and observed how how yeah we studied you know how the psyche works maybe how brain works and how social dynamics works but this was never about happiness mm. <laughs> and I was like what's the point <laughs> Why are we studying psychology if we're not talking about the main thing? <laughs> right. So, yeah. So all of that experience kind of led me to a point where, like, I know how valuable science can be when you know what you need from it and if it can provide you that. Like, we can study uh, physical law. We can study um, chemistry. It's, it's like, it's the same thing. You go to 
expertise of the mind when you know what you need from it, <laughs> when you're clear. But when you try to kind of rely everything about life on a science, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, this doesn't really quite work. Yeah, especially you have to be able to measure, right? And it's like you were saying with the purple sheep, like there's just some things you can't measure. Yeah. And also you cannot do experiments which are one human life long. All experiments are limited to, I don't know what's the, the longest experiment which was done in psychology, but maybe 30 years of like observation of some, somebody, for example. Mm -hmm. But it's not the same as uh, taking every different human with different interior, how we're built in and experimenting with them Maybe, you know, on the other hand, maybe what we are all experiencing is our own experiment. <laughs> right, right. Maybe that's, that's the science which we're studying inside of ourselves as souls, maybe. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so for me, whatever science says today, I know that it can change tomorrow because the theory changes and um, new da data comes in or social reform happens within the society and new things open up because it's now possible to talk about it so there is no really science to rely on mm. sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry <Yeah>. everyone <laughs> yeah that, that's that's how i see it <laughs> yeah. yeah so but I, I, i'm not that science is useless that's not true right that's right either no. Yeah. And again, it's a kind of back to what you're saying before that discernment of, okay, know what you're asking for and what you, what yes. you're looking for and what you need, yes. because that'll help and you why know, you, can it answer yes. it or not? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Discernment. Yeah. So I titled the series radical self-trust. And when I think of mm -hmm. that term, I think about going against the grain in some way. So has there been a time in your life when you've gone against the grain and trusted your own instinct and intuition and had positive results? And then how did you handle the naysayers and the questioners and the side eyes <laughs> and all that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <sighs> <laughs> I'm just, yeah, you know, it's like when you ask questions about someone's life, it connects deeper them to themselves so me contemplating your question is like making me go inward and like yeah that's been interesting in my life <laughs> mm. um i can think of several moments in life where i went against the grain um but i think the more like the most uh radical one which i consider radical inside myself is when Several years ago, I experienced uh, difficulties with my health. Um, I suddenly couldn't digest food very well. I had lots of stuff with a cycle going on. And I just felt like my body started falling apart. Mm. And it was like super scary. And um, even though there was like some support in terms of, um, I had a yoga teacher who, uh, trusted a like a, a person who does alternative medicine. I think it was uh, Tibet, Tibet, Tibet medicine. <laughs> so like there were some options around me, but 
first I had a choice. Uh, of course, I did the normal route with doctors, like some analysis, some blood work. But very quickly, it kind of, I got the feeling that they don't know what they're talking about. Like it's, what they're talking to me does not resonate with what's inside my body. And what they're suggesting feels harmful. Mm. And, and I had like, a, it was like an inner choice of, um, am I going to go into fear and just be horrified and believe what doctors are telling me? Or will I go inside of myself and ask myself, what, what can I do for my healing? And it really helped me to move forward that I met a, uh, um, a medical intuitive. It's a person who has a gift of seeing what's going on in the body and um, usually like has an insight on what can be helpful to your body. So I worked with a medical intuitive and she, when it was like in the worst kind of fear and crisis, she really um, gave me ideas about what food can I eat, uh, what, can, what, what I will be able to handle and uh, what is possibly going on in my body. And also there was some like energy channeled into me. Like I felt, I, I call them her healer guides. I felt like it's, um, it's not even like a, like a spirit helping. It's more like a collective energy, mm. which was helping through. And, and it was amazing because I felt their support during the session with intuitive, but also when I started applying my, what she offered me and I started applying and, you know, developing a whole different way of choosing food in the store. I felt their present. I felt support. And from that moment, I went deeper into trying different herbs, supplements, and working through my internal stuff first. Like, what is this disease? What it's, why it's, why I'm experiencing this? Um, and through, um, there is like a modality called um, Tete Healing, Tete Healing. How would you say it if you know what I mean? I haven't heard it's of a, it. It's, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's a modality of um, basically healing as you discover what uh, beliefs are creating your current experience yeah. mm -hmm. and choosing and like and accepting different beliefs. So after I did all of that work, I encountered a uh, video documentary where uh, where they talked about Lyme disease. And it was like, even as I'm speaking right now, I feel chills, but like, as I watched that documentary and I was not planning on watching, it was like, I don't know what that is. So I'm not really interested. <laughs> um, but as I was watching that documentary, my body was like, that's what I have. Mm. Like my body recognized. And it was, it was very interesting because it was so beyond the brain. It was like, yeah, and that documentary at the same time was offering a herbal pathway to healing this. And so I, I would say I received my diagnosis, <laughs> self-diagnosed, <laughs> and received the healing path towards it at the same time. And um, it's been about a year since that time, and I feel so much better. I'm not completely healed and restored to everything, but I feel I actually can trust even more through this journey. And in, in this journey, why it was radical for me is that I didn't share 
most of my journey with my family. Like I decided not to tell them pretty much nothing. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I didn't talk to, I wouldn't really share with as many of my friends. Uh, And I didn't go to doctors except when like I need some local (laughs) help, (laughs) like, um, you know, something which I cannot do myself. Um, But it was radical because I had to trust that I will find my healing path and that I can trust my intuition to discern which herb is right for me, how much of a certain tincture is right for me. And um, yeah, I was not without the support. There was like a Facebook group of people crazy like me (laughs) (laughs) doing, you know, this self-healing path. Uh, But yeah, I feel it's like one of the bravest things I have done in my life so far. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's big. Yeah. Yeah. So what practices and support structures do you have in place for trusting yourself? (sighs) That's one of them. Because when I let myself breathe and give myself a pause, Mm. like if I can breathe in, the world will not run away from me or will not collapse if I you know, pause and breathe. And once I check, like once I breathe, it gives me space to check in. So I find different ways of checking in. Uh, Sometimes it's just to breathe and sit with myself, maybe with a cup of tea. Uh, Sometimes it is about naming out loud how I feel. Like, I feel upset. I feel pissed. I feel scared. I feel scared of that. I feel so like as I name things, I start to feel how things vibrate, like what's the the tone of it. And then at some point I would be like, I feel that maybe I need to do that. And then I say it out loud and notice how it sounds. Like I say something, I'm like, hmm, does this sound true? Does this sound good? Does this sound good? Mm. (laughs) And um, yeah, so anything which lets me check in and um and voice and i know it's an important topic for you voicing so anything which lets me voice so i can hear the vibration basically better mm-hmm. of what what am i experiencing and sometimes i also just uh, uh pose questions to universe or um because i like working with guides um so i would pose a question to them like should i do that and then I would go on and do something and just feel like, feel like I received some clarity inside of myself around that. Um, sometimes I would just, again, name things. See, should I do that? Should I do that? And then I kind of feel mm-hmm. the difference. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if I have answered your question. No, you <laughs> did. No, yeah. And I... Kind of I, even the just the simple practice of taking a pause and a breath I think is beautiful yes. yeah and that mm. tuning in and I love that um the idea of resonance that you bring up because I I noticed that too like I notice it with words you know where like yeah. I'll speak a word and is that the right word or is that the true does yeah. that feel true in this moment and I can just like it'll oh. just sound wrong to my ears you know yes yes 
Yes, and um, that's where self-trust comes in a lot because <laughs> you trust your inability to discern in the moment what is helpful, what feels right, what feels um, mm, I'm going to say positive because it's, it's the quality of energy. Mm -hmm. You feel it like tasty a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, thank you, Olya, for taking the time and sharing your experience and wisdom with us. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, it's been so wonderful and exciting, and to, to just explore this uh, format of uh, uh, conversation. And um, and I love the topic. And I hope we all trust ourselves more and more and more and more yeah i agree Ugh. thank you for joining me in the garden of belonging if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe so you don't miss any others and if you leave a review it really helps it reach and support more people if you'd like to explore these topics more deeply join me in the garden of belonging community there's a link in the show notes for more information about that until next time, take care of you. Music in this episode by Dan O. Songs.